Thanks for tuning in. This episode was originally recorded for YouTube, so some references might be lost on listeners. To get the full experience and to view current episodes, go to youtube.com forward slash at Rob Talks Beer. That's youtube.com forward slash the at symbol Rob Talks Beer. All right, let's go to the episode. Hello and welcome to Rob from the Internet Talks About Beer, a show where we discuss different styles of beer, beer history, beer flavor profiles, we give shout-outs to breweries we think make exceptional beer, and we talk about whatever else happens to pop into our head. I'm Rob from the Internet. Let's talk about beer. All right, joining me today is Chris DiCarlo. So, Chris, if you could, tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got interested in the craft beer. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's sort of a, a long story. Um, I got into craft beer years ago because my, my dad started bringing home different and better beers after work. Like we'd both be, you know, working in the summertime between, um, university years. And it used to be a lot of Moosehead and, uh, you know, Heineken, Crack Canoe and stuff like that. And very slowly we're like, oh, the LCBO has these different beers or, you know, a beer store's got a couple different ones. And we tried a few things and then, uh, started liking stuff that wasn't just domestic loggers, <laughs> basically. And then uh, fast forward a few years, I uh, graduate university and I'm barbacking at a restaurant and we're having a, uh, like a grand opening event. And I, there's a beer rep there and I was talking to him like, Hey man, so how do you like get into being a beer rep for a brewery? Cause you know, you can't go to school for that. Really. There's no course, you know, there's no program. Um, and he's like, honestly, I started volunteering at this brewery and then they needed someone to do this job. And they're like, Hey, do you want to get money for what you do? And he's like, yes, I do. I'm like, oh, that's excellent. <laughs> so a week later, I was sitting at home, you know, between bar shifts and I was opening up my laptop. I search Ottawa craft breweries and I get a list of eight or so that are within like kind of the city limits. Cause I'm like, I don't want to trek out to the, you know, ass end of everywhere just to, you know, volunteer my time in a brewery. So I emailed a few of them. I said, Hey, my name's Chris. I'm passionate about craft beer. Cause at this point I was really into drinking you know, tasty beers. And I'm like, I'm passionate about craft beer. I'm, you know, I'm a bar back at the time. So I'm, I'm familiar with changing kegs, cleaning lines, kind of the basic sort of stuff. I'm like, do you need any help at the brewery? I'd love to come in a couple days a week for a few hours and help you guys do your stuff. Um, and then the brewery that got back to me, that was the closest to me was Waller street brewing, which is in downtown Ottawa, little spot, really, really excellent beers, cool, little, you know, hole in the wall, speakeasy type brewery. And I started volunteering there for a few months. And this was kind of like November, October, November, December of 2015. Um, and they say to me in December, like, hey, Chris, in the new year, we're going to start paying someone to do your job. Do you want money? And I said, well, yes, I'd love that. That would be excellent. And so that was how, <laughs> I, beca <laughs> that's how I became their very first employee. Uh, and then from there, I worked there for a few years. And then uh, I, I got more into actually like um, being a sales rep, territory manager, selling the beer. So I worked for different brewery, uh, a sales agency. Um, I've done some actual like mobile canning as well. So I, I always tell people, they're like, oh, what have you done? It's like, I can do anything except brew the beer because science is hard. <laughs> science isn't that hard when you're making beer though. Well, for me, it's just <laughs> over my head. 
I got you. And, 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 and fair enough, you know, not, not everybody's got the, the skill set that's required. Like, there's a lot of things that I can't do. Brewing beer happens to be one of the things I can do. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And um, yeah, so just different things. And then I'm, I'm not sure when this episode is going to come out, but I'm going to be actually starting at, uh, at Broadhead here as their new uh, Ottawa Territory Manager next week. So I'm pretty excited for that. Um, you know, a new chapter, but selling awesome beer and sharing it with, uh, you know, a great community, which is always really exciting. Yeah, th this episode actually won't air until September, so you will be you will be a few weeks into your new job by the time I will, uh, I will either be well into it or already fired. Right, right, one of the two. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's get right into what we're talking about today. So today's beer, today's beer style that we're hoping to stay on track with, but if we don't, you know, it's just par for the course. Today's beer style is amber ale. So. Um, amber ales are actually, believe it or not, if you don't know this, they are a member of the pale ale family. Um, the, the, the difference being that they add caramel or crystal malts to the standard pale ale recipe to give it the, uh, to, to give it the depth of color and to give it the, uh, the, the, the bigger body. Um, it's been, it's been around as a style since the 1700s. Uh, pale ales themselves got really popular in the early 1700s. Um, other beers that ha also happen to fall into the pale ale family are uh, beer de garde, um, blonde ales, believe it or not, uh, English bitters, IPAs, and Irish reds. They're all part of the same family. They're all, you know, they all use the same base and they just change out or, or add a couple things to it. Um, it, it in, in, the old days, back in the 1700s, 1800s, and into the early 1900s, breweries often used used the term pale ale to designate um, the beers as as having been made with lighter malts or made with malts that were dried with a coke-fired kiln. Um, customers tended to call them bitters, which is where the English bitter comes from. Uh, they used the term bitter because the the beers were more bitter than stouts and porters and things like that. So that's, that's kind of where the name comes from. It's kind of interesting. Um, mm. So for color, you know, color, color of, of your typical amber ale should be a copper color to sometimes into a dark reddish brown. Um, it should be fairly clear, but having a bit of haze in it is not uncommon. Um, it should, you should see, you should see a fair amount of carbonation. So you, when you pour it into a glass, there should be, it shouldn't be like uh, like a barrel aged beer where there's barely any carbonation. You should have you should have a, a fair amount of activity in there and things like that. Um, amber ales tend to be fairly mild on the alcohol uh, taste. Like when you're drinking it, you don't get that 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 astringent from the alcohol. Um, depending on you know if they're if they're what they're doing to it or or how high they've taken the ABV, it could be medium to to no uh, astringency to it. So. Yeah, um, hops typically uh, they use. Uh, there's actually several variety of hops that you use depending on which member of the family they're using, but they all ha tend to have that citrusy uh, flavor to them. So, uh, other than that, you know, uh, let's uh, let's open a beer and uh, talk about it. So I'm Absolutely. having um, I'm having Skeleton Park's Amber Six Six. That is uh, a great beer. You know, I, I recently discovered these guys. Uh, I was looking for um, looking for beers to to buy different beers, 
And uh, there's a website called uh, uh, obdi.ca. Love them. Love that site. Use it all the time. Send it. I said, whenever friends of mine are posting Facebook, like, oh, I don't know where to get beer from. I want to get some delivered. I just, just post that link. I'm like, check these things out. There you go. It's the only resource you need. So I, I literally opened up the page and took my mouse scroll wheel and scrolled it and it stopped at Skeleton Park. I'm like, okay, let's see what these guys have. Perfect. And they happen to have they happen to have a mixed flat that you can buy. So it had mm-hmm. um, their English, it had the Amber, it had the Bohemian Pilsner, and it mm. had uh, the Soul Juice, their uh, IPA. Yeah. So and, you know, all all solid beers so far. But I, I have mm. to say, um, the Amber is really really good. But my favorite is the uh, traditional English beer. So which is yeah. in the same family. Exactly. Yeah. I'm drinking the uh, again the. Um, Amber Ale from Broadhead. Uh, this is actually one I've always really liked, even before they offered me a job. Um, wh- you know, back when I was in university, and this is not even that long ago, like I was in school from 2011 to 2015, because um, I'm a younger guy. Um, Much it, younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be called the uh, the Grindstone Amber. That's not the old name for it. And then I guess they got some new brewers and changed up a lot of their branding, which I think honestly looks really nice right now. Um, but it's, it, you know, it tastes just great. It's, it's smooth as heck. It's just one I've always enjoyed. Um, so yeah, cheers. All right. Cheers. All right. So. Mm. What's your first impression when you take that first drink? I just, I love the really just warm multi flavor that Ambers have every sip. I mean, especially like really good ones. Every sip is just cozy. It's like a really just makes you feel mm. You know what I mean? Yep. No, yeah. So um, the the Skeleton Park Amber, when you bring it up to your face, you get you get a nice, um, a really light citrus, um, fruity smell to it. And, yeah. and that's 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 not uncommon for an amber. You should have some light uh, fruity aromas uh, or, or esters as they are. Um, there shouldn't be any phenol smells at all. So you shouldn't have any off smells at all. Um, but yeah, it's got a very slight citrusy fruity aroma to it and then you put it in your mouth and you just get that big hit of malt that sweet malty backbone which is absolutely fantastic it leaves a slight coating in your mouth as you're drinking it as you finish it you get that little bit of bitter on the end i mean it's nice it's not it's not like so bitter like um like a lot of the 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 bigger ipas and things are it's it's a very it's a very understated just at the back you know basically it hits you in the back of the mouth going hey buddy I'm here Hello. <laughs> <laughs> no exactly I mean I love for me I drink almost any kind of beer I'm usually happy with most styles um, but really malt forward styles is what I gen- generally prefer because it is easy easy drinking smooth um, you know tasty and I, I love the the bready flavor you know whether it's Something like a, a Pilsner or a Blanc, where it sort of tastes it tastes like pretzels, or you know, more of an amber, which just tastes like warm, fresh bread uh, in a way. It just I love that. It just for me, it's just smooth sipping. When I lived in the states, there was a local brewery um, called Prairie Street that made their own take on the amber, and they used um, a bit more rye malt in it. They used mm. a bit of rye malt in it. So when you put it in your mouth. You got that breadiness, but you got that little bit of spiciness from the rye, and it, and it was—I mean—it was literally like putting a fresh piece of, of dark rye bread in your mouth, and it was absolutely fantastic. 
Yeah. Rye ales are one of my favorite styles of beer. They don't get made very often, but when you get when you get one, I always get so excited. You know, it's pretty funny that there aren't more rye ales because rye is like one of the, the, the biggest crops for Canada. Yeah. I think it's just some people do it sometimes around September and October, like it's some treat for the fall. So I try yeah. to hunt them down whenever I uh, whenever I know it's in yep. season. Yep. All right, so I'm going to take a bigger sip. Oh, yeah. So now that my mouth has kind of uh, acclimatized to the beer, not only do you get that breadiness, you get that that that, um, that caramel flavor in there, mm -hmm. and and it it just it, it's like you put it in there, you get that hit of that sweet malt, and then the caramel hits you, and then you get that that kind of breadiness with it. So it's like it's it's almost like having a sweet roll in your mouth. It's sweet without being too sweet, because I'm right. I'm uh I'm not a big guy for sweets. I'm not a huge dessert guy. I'm more of a savory snacks. Like, give me a bag of chips. It'll be gone, you know, in a minute. Um, but I like the sweetness that the caramel uh, kind of like malts and the flavoring from the ambers gives. Because it's like, ooh, just a little just a little treat without being, you know, tasting like a, a muffin or, or cake or something like that. Yep, yep. So, um, interesting, interesting note. Because um, ambers uh, use... Uh, a more roasted malt than your typical pale ales. If you're going to pair it with food, it pairs well with anything that goes on the barbecue mm -hmm. because the caramel notes in the beer work well with the caramelized proteins and sugars that are in your burgers, in your ribs, in, in, in your Montreal smoked meat, your steak, whatever, yeah. whatever it is you're pulling off your barbecue. It's chances are it's going to go well with this. Um, you know, and, and I can't say that I disagree because Amber ales are one of the ones that we tend to have around when we're doing big cookouts and things like that. To date, I have never grilled without having a beer in my hand as well. Because I think scientifically, <laughs> if you're not having a beer or at least a drink while you're barbecuing, it makes the, the food taste bad. And I think that's, I think that is science. And that is science that I do understand. <laughs> I, I think, I think you're right. That, that, mm -hmm. that, that, that's got to be a scientific fact somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, would, um, I wouldn't risk it. I would, no, neither would I. Yeah. I mean, I'm also the guy that rides around on my lawn tractor with with a uh, Nickelbrook cause and effect in my hand because it's a lawnmower beer. Well, that's why they have cup holders. That's right. I mean, they, if they didn't expect you to have a beer, they wouldn't have a whole beer holder on the side. Exactly. So serving temperature for amber, typical serving temperature should be between 7 and 13 degrees Celsius. That's uh, 45 to 55 degrees Fahrenheit for my friends who use freedom units. <laughs> uh, traditionally the glassware that you should actually use for a, for an amber is a tulip glass believe it or not mm. um secondarily they say the uh the no nick pint which is the the pint with the bubble in the middle like the english style pint glass like your regular yeah pub. yeah and do you know why it has that bubble in it that has something to do with the i want to say like the co2 i believe like just like or no no, you know what it actually is? They designed it so that if it falls over, it doesn't nick the rim. The name is No Nick. Oh. No Nick Pint. I was thinking too hard about it. It's really, <laughs> yeah, it's there in the name. I honestly, I, th I, I always thought it was something there, something to do with it. And the other, the other reason is uh, that bubble helps uh, when, when your hands are wet and you've had a few for you not to drop it. Uh, unlike the standard, you know, the cylindrical pint glass, which when it gets mm. wet, gets slippery and can crash to the ground. I, yeah. I developed a foolproof method for that. So 
whenever I've, I'm, if I'm walking around a bar, you don't hold it like this. I hold it like this. So I have my pinky underneath and I'll never drop the glass. And I'm always balancing. That's how you hold your phone too. So you don't drop exactly. it. So, I mean. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I tend to drink uh, as many beers as I can out of, I've got, this is a Tiku glass. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so this I got, is a, I got good... a few of those guys as well. I like them. You know, these are a good all around beer glass because of their shape. They allow the beer to, uh, to breathe and be, and, because it goes up at the top, it funnels the uh, the aromas up to your nose mm-hmm. as you're bringing it to your face. So I'm using I, I love any glass with a handle, and this is one of my hey. favorite. I love I know it's like you know your your Pilsner style glass or that kind of stuff, but anything I can just hold like this. I love the dimples on it. It's just one of my favorites. It's like an Oktoberfest <laughs> style glass, just yeah. a little one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I got a couple steins on the shelf over here too, but they would have you know been way too much room in. <laughs> yeah, I've actually got a I've actually got a two liter Stein that came from uh, Oktoberfest in Munich. Wow, <laughs> yeah, it's my... fantastic. Well, they don't want to be coming around every five minutes. No, <laughs> you just fill us up. You're good for the next thirty minutes. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. Maybe it's just the alcoholic in me talking. You bring the big straw. Yeah, bring bring the big straw. Just just don't do this because. <laughs> You know, it's like this big around. <laughs> yep, yep. All right. So this is a, this is typically the part of the show. We're about the halfway point where I ask you, what are some things that you're into? What are some things that you're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, besides working in the craft beer industry, which is just the best thing ever. Um, yeah, watch. I'm, I love to rock climb now that the, uh, the gyms are open again. It's always great getting out, scaling some walls. That's one thing I, I really enjoy doing. You also feel like you really earned a beer when your entire body's sore afterwards because you've been hanging upside down for 30 minutes and you're, <laughs> you can't move your fingers because all the grip strength is gone. Um, you know, I also, one one thing I really like to do, and I hope you don't mind me, me saying a show, I, I have a, um, a movie podcast that I do with a couple good friends of mine where we uh, we watch old movies and basically recast them with modern actors like if it was made today as opposed to 20 30 years ago who would be in the movie because you wouldn't have paul newman oh he's dead so he wouldn't be in any movies today but you know yep. if you're watching stuff like that's like okay so we i mean we did run really old when we did um the good the bad and the ugly and it's like well uh, clint eastwood's not a cowboy anymore so if they're going to make a cowboy movie like that who would be clint eastwood in that movie so it's, it's a really fun thought exercise um that we do we try to be entertaining and uh funny with it you know we get uh mostly good reviews so that's 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 positive um it's it's called cinema swap because we're okay. swapping the actors but uh yeah so that's, that's fun i i love that i, I mean i noticed you got like a, a big D uh screen on the wall back there behind you that is my pour wall for what's on tap in my in, oh, in, in my okay. brewing space here. Uh, yeah, so uh, once upon a time, I uh, I started a brewery and it uh, it uh, it didn't go anywhere because I didn't I didn't have the money that that I didn't know was fully required. So mm. that that is actually the logo from the failed brewery. That is a Critical Hit Brewing's logo. Um, we you know I I still brew and I still have all the recipes and I still do all that. I just just give it away now. Fair enough. Well, I love the D and D inspired theme there because I also like to play that with my friends when we're allowed to, you know, get together. I'm a big fan of that. It's, it's kind of a little bit of everything, you know, going down to the, the 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 rock gym or the brewery or the 
the D and D cave <laughs> for what yep. you want to play. You know, pretty um pretty standard. Nothing. Uh, God, not. I guess I'm. I guess I'm just pretty basic. <laughs> no, no. You know what, what's funny is uh I, I've been playing D and D for thirty six years. 30, 36, 30, 38 years. <laughs> I, I love it. Like I'm, I'm a big video game guy, but I also love really good stories and the role playing aspect of the different stuff. And I mean, D and D is the original role playing game, and all of the video games that we like to play these days, the, you know, like the frame of like the framework of them, the 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 base of them is pretty much just D and D rules. You know, yeah. your different classes, whether you hit or not on attacks, blah, blah, blah. Every time I play stuff like, you know, stuff like Skyrim now or, or anything, like even uh, Mass Effect, stuff like that, where it's just D&D in space. Um, it's all, it's all reminds me of the mechanics. That's what I was looking for, me the mechanics of D&D, &D, which is always really fun. So I really enjoy playing that and just, you know, creating and, and, and telling good stories is always very exciting as well. Such, such a fun game. Yeah, and your uh, your podcast about movies, uh, about the, the the movies with different actors. It's pretty funny. Is um, I used to help a friend of mine who does a, a podcast about movies and media called The Hollywood Outsider, and they had a spin, they had a spinoff of of their show for several years called Remake This Movie Right. It was a similar premise. So oh, okay. it was like you take a movie and you say, well, who should have been cast in this because it didn't work with these people or these would have been better choices. So very yeah. similar. So yeah, it is, it is very similar. I'll have to check that out. That, that sounds a lot of fun. Like I just, I thought of it one day while I was in the middle of a long, long canning run at a brewery north of Montreal. <laughs> and I thought to myself, if they made Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring right now in, you know, it was 2020 at the time, but like if they made it right now, you're not casting any of those actors to be in that movie. Because they're all too old for... I mean, maybe you would get the same guy for Gandalf, Ian McKellen, because he looks the exact same as he did 20 years ago. Right. But other than that, like, none of those guys would be in that movie. So if you wanted to make Lord of the Rings today, who the heck would be in Lord of the Rings? And I was, like, racking my brain for a bit while I was a stand there, and I asked my coworker, and I posted on Facebook and got, like, 30 comments and people, this, this, and that, all these different actors. And I had been wanting to start up a podcast for a while. I, I love podcasts. They're, like... TV shows for me where I try to catch them every week. The ones that I, the ones that I listen to. And I, I, I thought of that idea. I'm like, this is a, I think this concept is unique enough because there's a lot, ton of movie podcasts out there where people just review movies or talk about film history and culture and all that jazz. And I'm not a big enough movie head to know much about film history or really willing to do that much research <laughs> for, for that. So I'm hearing that you're lazy is what you're saying. <laughs> I think it's work smarter, not harder is the uh, the phrase that comes up. <laughs> but I thought, okay. it's, you know, it's, it's a cool, it's a thing you would chat with your buddies about after a couple beers in the bars. Like, Oh yeah, I was watching Blade Runner the other day. And I guess they did remake that and they cast Ryan Gosling to be the new Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford was still in that movie. Um, but it's sort of that idea. Like, Oh, you know, if we're watching, uh, what do we do? We just did, um, we did one on Legally Blonde a little while ago, <laughs> which which is honestly a great movie. It still holds up. And we were thinking, like, is there even any actress right now who could do that as well as Reese Witherspoon? The answer is no. But we hoped we came close enough with the picks that we made. And, you know, we talk about the movies and, and uh, you know, try to make some, some jokes and, and be nominally entertaining with it. But it is a ton of fun. And we've been really lucky to have some 
truly excellent uh, guest guest appearances as well, like actual stand up comedians, other podcasters who I really admire, uh, and it's it's been really fun to you know pit, I pitched the idea to them like, hey, listen, this is the show. Uh, if you got an hour and a half next week, do you want to watch a movie and and talk about it with us? And they're like, yeah, that sounds like fun. So we've had a number of really cool people, you know, from Canada down in the states, L.A., Chicago, like kind of all over the place. And people who are like way funnier than us who get paid to be funny. So it's, right. it's really a treat. Yeah, exactly. You know, as amateurs. Um, but it's, it's been a ton of fun. It's obviously a lot of work, but it's uh, it's something we like to do. We just get to watch movies and sometimes movies I've never even seen before. And that's a nice thing for me. I have to, you know, excuse to watch the classics. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm a big movie buff. I'm a big TV buff. Um, I, I'm your classic all around nerd. I mean, I play D and D. I play computer games. I watch Perfect. movies. You know, uh, well, so, we'll have to yeah. have you on sometime, Rob. Oh yeah, most definitely. I, I've I've uh, I've watched my fair share of movies. I mean, I was just talking with a friend of mine. Uh, we were talking about Nicolas Cage has a new movie coming out, Prisoners of the Ghost House, or something like that. I thought it was um, one called Pig. Is that a no? No, one? Pig's Pig's already out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard so, it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean. You go in with low expectations these days with Nick Cage, um, but I've got a whole whole section of my my movie library that I call the Nick Cage rabbit hole. It's 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 every Nick Cage movie, good, bad, or otherwise. <laughs> I mean, and there's there, there's a lot that fall into that bad or otherwise category. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that would be a good way to slowly drive somebody insane. Is just here like okay, here's twelve movies. You can watch them in any order. And it's varying from like good Nick Cage to just, you know, what the hell is going on, <laughs> Nick Cage. I watched this one uh, not too long ago called Jujitsu, um, and and it's it's a it's a it, it's kind of it, it's kind of like Predator with ninjas, Ooh. and oh. and and uh, Nick Cage plays this this. Uh, this fallen mystic warrior and it's just i mean it's it's absolutely it's absolutely ridiculous uh, and and if you go in realizing that it's absolutely ridiculous you're gonna love it well yeah i mean that sounds insane like it sounds dumb as heck but it sounds like something that would be a lot of fun to watch with a couple of the buddies like there's there's a number of movies i call them three beer movies where it's like if you're on your third pint you'll you will enjoy this film but if you try to watch it sober you're not gonna have a good time like I watched Zoolander 2 uh, a few years ago, and I was just by myself at home, but I had, like, a couple of beers. So I was just, you know, watching movies and eating dinner, and it wasn't good. But after a couple of beers, I'm like, ha, okay, I'm giggling at some of the jokes and stuff. So I didn't hate my experience, but I was acknowledging, like, this movie sucks, but if you had two beers, you're going to laugh at it. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so we have come to the end of another episode. This is the part where we give a shout out to breweries where we, where, that we think make exceptional beer. So uh, sticking with this style of beer, I've got two. And it's funny because they're the two that are on this show today. One is Skeleton Park for this amber and the other is Broadhead for their oh, amber. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and then for, for other beers in the pale ale family, I mean, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Nickelbrook for Equilibrium, their, uh, their English ale. Yeah. Uh, Henderson's best for for their ESB is another good one. Um, 
They don't make it anymore, but I wish they'd bring it back. Grain and Grit has one called Bob's Best Bitter, which was a fantastic English bitter. But, you know, what about you? Who, who would you give shout-outs to? One I really, really enjoy, um, the Vimy Red Ale uh, from Vimy Brewing here in Ottawa. I think they won a gold medal for it. Uh, it's just, it's a killer red ale, super, like, roasty, dark malt, super smooth. Like, one of my go-tos. Um, great guys, too. I, I, I've known them for years. Also... Um, Flora Hall, they do their, um, their best bitter ale, which is one of their, uh, their standard rotation, uh, not rotation, one of the standard beers they have on tap. And it's just always fantastic. Those are two I really, really like. Um, yeah, the Henderson's best is, is always fantastic. And actually I went down to Boston a few years ago for my birthday, um, back in 2019 and a friend of mine I went down there with, she was from New Hampshire. And she brought this amber ale from, I think it's 603 Brewing in, uh, God, what's the name of her town? London Dairy, New Hampshire. That's where she was from. And they had the amber. And I, it was the first beer I drank when I got into the States because we went to the Airbnb. And it was it was real tasty. And I enjoyed it. And we drank many other beers that night. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> give, give a shout out to those guys down in New Hampshire there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm originally from the States. And, and you know, there are, there are nothing but microbrews anymore. I mean, there's, mm. you, you can't, you can't throw a stone without hitting a small, small craft brewery, which, which is not a bad thing in my opinion. Um, no, because, because, you know, same, same environment is up here. You know, all the craft breweries are kind of uh, in it to help each other win it. So it's, it's the best community, the best industry community. Cause like, yeah, everybody wants to sell their product and make money and have their business go well, but you're also, I, I remember from years rep, you know, years before repping, I had run into other, you know, sales reps for other breweries and they'd be like, Oh, Chris, have you been to so-and-so restaurant or so-and-so bar yet? Go check them out. Here's the owner's name. They tell him I sent you like, go talk to him. Always giving each other tips, trying to help each other out. Cause we just want to see that every place we go into, whether it's a, a liquor store a beer store uh, or a bar or restaurant, just have the best stuff possible on tap, you know? And if it's, you know, one less, uh, domestic tap and one more craft beer tap, then everybody's winning there. And, uh, the, you know, people are just going to get even better stuff available. And that's, that's also why I like it the best is because I just get to share no, no matter what I'm selling or, or sharing people, I get to share just delicious beer with my friends, my family, the, you know, the city I live in the community. And it's like, Hey, this tastes good. I want you to have it as well. So you can enjoy how much it tastes. And it's just, uh, it's rewarding in that and just, God, craft beer just rocks. <laughs> it does. It. I mean, yeah, the the craft beer scene, all in all, is is pretty fantastic. I mean, like any like any industry, there's always going to be some issues and and things like that, which is why people like uh, Ren from Beer Diversity exists. Love her. So yeah, she was actually uh, her episode of my show drops this Saturday, which uh, for anybody who's viewing this would have been would have been like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know what's great about actually? I was chatting with Ren a little while ago. Um, and I was talking to her and like, Hey, listen, this is the show that I do. It's not beer related. You don't have to talk about any of that stuff that usually, you know, is your daily stuff. We're going to talk about movies. So we're going to actually have Ren at some point on our show as well. And I think we're going to be talking about the matrix and recasting the matrix, which would be nice. pretty fun. Um, so we'll have to chat with her and figure out a date for that. But, uh, she's, she's pretty amped for that. And I think it'll be like a lot of fun to have her on the show as well. Ren's a fantastic human being. She's yeah. she's one of my favorite human beings on Twitter. She's doing she's doing 
she's doing God's work. She's doing the Lord's work. Yeah. <laughs> for craft beer industry. I mean, you know, she she's she's fantastic. And, and and she's a funny person just in general. Like oh, yeah. we we sat down and we had our conversation and we after we got done recording, I think we talked for twenty minutes afterwards, just just bullshitting, you know. Yeah. Which which is great. Uh, which, 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 which is fine for me because I like to talk to people about beer and beer related things. So, Hey, <laughs> absolutely. No, I love it too. I mean, one of the reasons I was excited, I mean, I was looking forward to this all week, uh, to, you know, chat with you and be on the show. Cause I just love talking about craft beer. It's the thing I'm passionate about. It's what uh, pays the rent. <laughs> it, it, uh, I love to drink. I mean, I'll have a glass of red wine or, you know, a cocktail once in a while, but I'm always looking at the beer list wherever I go. Cause I just, you know, love, love the taste, love to drink it. Yep. Yep. All right. So, uh, in case people missed it earlier in the episode, cause they were too busy drinking their own beer while watching or listening to this, what's the name of your podcast? It's called cinema swap. And that's one and word. A, yeah. Available everywhere. Podcasts are available. Yeah. yeah Spotify, yeah. Apple, Google, you know, whatever you listen to podcasts on, we have it there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And you are the, the starting next week. Mondays. So, yeah. So, so Monday will be what the the ninth, the ninth of August. Starting Monday, the ninth of August, Chris will be the official rep for Broadhead Beer. Watch out, you might see him out there somewhere. Hopefully, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, <laughs> unless, I'll be out and about. Unless he totally screws this job up in the first week and they can him, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, three months <laughs> probation. Never, never really try to test that envelope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey. Uh, like I said, we've reached the end of the episode, uh, so I'd like to thank anybody who ends up watching this on uh, YouTube. If you like what you saw, please subscribe. Click the little bell if you want to be notified when new episodes come out. Ding, ding. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for a beer style you'd like us to talk about, uh, please leave a comment below. You know, I'm always looking for things to talk about. I'm always looking for beer styles to talk about. If people don't give me suggestions, I'm just going to come up with them, and they might not be that great. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to thank Chris for being on the show, and uh, I'm Rob from the Internet. Cheers. Cheers.